0: Well, thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about focus. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in this episode, all in the show notes, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 432. This episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Shopify. If you run a small business, that sound you just heard is the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is a commerce platform that's revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're selling, I don't know, custom planners or your beautiful artwork or anything else that you might be putting out there, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel, from an in-person point-of-sale system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24 7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. I am really excited to be partnering with Shopify to present what they've got available to those in the community who are of an entrepreneurial bent. What's incredible to me about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Whatever your business Shopify allows you to build an online storefront simply and without needing any coding expertise using their customizable templates and branding tools, and it helps you sell online, in person, as I mentioned earlier, even through social media however and wherever you want to do it. And they do offer tons of resources to help you learn how to amplify your business. I really had a a good time scrolling through the various offerings they have. And there's just a lot there to help you build and grow your business. So now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. And if this sounds like something you and your business could use, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tpw. That's all lowercase and it's Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y, shopify.com slash tpw to take your business to the next level today. Once again, that's shopify.com slash tpw. And thank you so much to Shopify for partnering with me for this episode. Okay, getting into this week's topic. In a recent social media post, Mike Vardy, who we've talked about before, he's the founder of The Productivityist and host of the A Productive Conversation podcast, said, in this recent social media post, time management is a misguided concept. It's not about managing time, but about managing what you can command, like your tasks. He says, don't waste your time trying to manage the uncontrollable. And when I read that, I really thought it was just a a profoundly wise observation. We do talk about time management as an element of productivity, but really, time can't be managed. It simply is. We all have the same amount of time in each day and nothing we can do will change that. What we can manage though is our use of time. And I think that's what Mike was trying to say there. We can manage our energy and we can manage our attention. And in doing so, we can then make the best use of the time available to us. that sounds very simple and straightforward. I I really believe it's important to to pay attention to and, and focus our attention on the things we can control rather than the things we can't. But simply managing our energy and our attention, while it sounds simple, isn't so easy to do. In particular, managing our attention, our focus, both in the moment and in the big picture, seems to be a challenge for a lot of us. And Mike's comment uh, that I read and some conversations that I've had recently inspired me to look at the subject of managing and maintaining our focus. And so that's what I want to talk with you about today. So first of all, what does it mean to focus? You know me, I like to look at definitions. Uh, The Oxford Language website defines focus as a noun as the center of interest or activity or the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. And I liked that. When we have focus, we have clear vision. We have something that is the focus of our interest or activity And as a verb, the Oxford Language website defines focus as to pay particular attention to something. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines focus uh, as a noun as a center of activity, attraction, or attention, or directed attention. And I really liked that particular definition because It implies our ability to control our attention, to direct it to what we want it to be focused on. Uh, It also defines it as a state or condition permitting clear perception or understanding. When we have focus, we have clear perception, clear understanding. We know what we're doing and what we want to do. And as a verb, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines focus as to concentrate attention or effort. And I think those are some good definitions in terms of our discussions about productivity. Focus simply means the ability to direct our attention and energy at any given time toward a particular task or topic or person toward whatever it is we want to accomplish at the time. That's what focus is in terms of being productive and getting the things accomplished that matter to us. Well, why does it matter whether we have focus or not? Well, as author David Levitin has written in his fascinating book called The Organized Mind, uh, subtitled Thinking Straight in the Age of Information Overload, attention, he says, is the most essential mental resource for any organism. That is, whatever we attend to is going to define what we're doing, what we're accomplishing, all of that. Attention is an important mental resource. Our ability to direct our attention determines how productive we're going to be. The inability to focus and to pay attention inhibits our ability to accomplish what matters to us. That's why it matters. That's why focus and the ability to focus matters. We are less able to make the contributions we want to, to show up in the world the way we want to, if we cannot direct our focus and pay attention to the things that we choose to pay attention to. When we succumb to distractions, we don't get things done, or at least not the things we need or want to do. We've talked in the past, it's been a while, but we've talked about Cal Newport's book, Deep Work. And in that book, he talks about a state of distraction free concentration that uses all our brain power to focus on a single task. And he says that achieving that state, that state of focus, is necessary to produce meaningful work. And it requires long periods of uninterrupted thinking. This is not something we have access to a lot of the time. Uh, it seems sometimes like the, the world, the, our environment conspires against us to make sure we don't have long periods of uninterrupted thinking, which is what we need in order to accomplish that, that state of focus and to to create that deep work, that important work that we want to put out in the world, whatever that might be. And so it matters that we be able to focus, that we be able to get there. We're going to talk a little bit in this episode about some ways we can nurture that and create those opportunities. A lack of focus or a lack of ability to focus and direct our attention can impair our relationships. We can't develop strong, nurturing relationships, whether personal or professional, if our attention is distracted when we're interacting with people by our phones or social media or whatever else it is. And our inability to focus and to direct our attention intentionally, I think it diminishes our society at large. And we talked about this briefly way back in episode 79, where I said it's difficult to solve the complex issues that are facing our society When we have trouble focusing long enough to think through those issues carefully, our collective attention span is too short. And I think we all recognize that intellectually when we see how quickly our collective attention can be diverted from one outrage to another scandal to whatever else might be happening. And it impairs our ability to do the the deep focused thinking that's necessary to solve these really complex issues our society faces. So it matters that we're able to focus when needed, focus intentionally and direct our attention to the things that are important to us. Knowing that it's important and being able to do it are maybe two different things. So, what interferes with our ability to focus? There's there's a lot of things. Uh, interruptions certainly in any given moment can be a real problem when we're trying to pay attention and, and focus on something, and it might be outside interruptions, noises, other people asking for things from us phone calls emails coming in the constant connectivity that we experience in 21st century life certainly creates a lot of interruptions with the the pings and the buzzes and the pop-ups and and just the the attraction of our devices our phones and the social media apps and all of that 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 hit of dopamine that we easily get just by checking for notifications and seeing what's you know that somebody's liked our post or whatever those things create interruptions and distractions and there's a psychological physiological evolutionary I guess component to why that's the case I read an article by neuropsychologist Dr. Rick Hansen This was an article published in Psychology Today where he said, in order to survive, our ancestors, you know, back centuries ago, evolved to be the stimulation hungry and easily distracted, continually searching their interior and their environment for opportunities and threats, carrots and sticks. So all of this is part of what goes on in our amygdala. It's constantly scanning our environment and our our bodies and everything else for dangers, uh, for threats, for pleasures that are good, you know, that, that draw our attention. And all of that kind of contributes to our distractibility and the interruptions that come from it and both from the outside and from the inside. When we've got lots of things on our mind, as most of us do, lots of projects we're working on, lots of hats we wear, those create interruptions to our thinking. For that reason and for others, uh, there's a, a short attention span and, a, and I would say a lack of respect for other people that contributes to our inability to focus. I mean, think about how many business meetings or social events that you've been at where everybody's on their phone the whole time or frequently throughout the event, checking their emails or social media or sending texts, which means they're not giving attention to the speaker or to the other people who are present. We we do that. We don't um, give many of us, maybe you don't, but, but many of us often do this, that we're at dinner with friends, and everybody's kind of checking their phone periodically. Or we're at a seminar where we're, we've gone there to learn some skill or some information that we need to advance in our profession, and we're not—we're only barely paying attention to the speaker because we're checking our calendar and checking emails and all, all those sorts of things on our phone the whole time. All of that contributes to the short attention span and our inability to focus our attention when we need to. Multitasking certainly interferes with our ability to focus. In the book I mentioned earlier, The Organized Mind, the author Daniel Levitin says, multitasking is the enemy of a focused attentional system. When we multitask, our brain releases cortisol, the stress hormone, and adrenaline, which both of which can overstimulate the brain causing confusion or mental fog thus it's making it very difficult for us to pay attention it continues to deteriorate our ability to pay attention and to focus when we are frequently multitasking and you know flooding our brain with these hormones in addition there's we have all maybe not all but many of us have developed a habit I'm going to call it, of something called continuous partial attention. This is a term that was coined by tech executive Linda Stone, who back in the late 80s and into the 90s worked on emerging technologies at Apple and Microsoft Research. And the term describes this modern predicament of being constantly attuned to everything without fully concentrating on anything. There's so much coming at us all the time that we have this habit that has developed, not consciously, it's just something we've developed of what uh, Linda Stone calls continuous partial attention. She says, we're picking up signals from all over the place, but we're not concentrating on anything. Um, This is cited in an article in The Atlantic, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And finally, another thing that can interfere with uh, with our ability to focus in any given situation is what I'll call resistance. We are resisting paying attention to something because it seems difficult or it's overwhelming. And so we're easily pulled away from it and distracted from it. It's easy to turn our attention to something else that seems easier to get that sort of immediate reward of, accomplishing, uh, and I'm using air quotes around the word, accomplishing something, even if it's not what we really need or want to do at the moment. I, I think of how many times when I need to, you know, I want to sit down and work on a writing project and how suddenly it becomes very, my mind goes to something like how important it is right now that I clean the bathroom or throw in a load of laundry or you know, do anything except this thing that I, that I had said I wanted to do. It's uh, would contribute to the accomplishment of an important goal for me, but it's something I find overwhelming or difficult. And I think a lot of us experience that, and that's how we end up being very busy, but not so productive in the sense that we're, you know, doing lots of things, but we're not doing the thing that is really important to us. The thing we intended to do, uh, but just got overwhelmed by. Those are just some of the things that are out there interfering with our ability to focus in the big, you know, bigger picture of life and, and in any given moment. So what can we do about those things? There's a ton of resources out there that can help us with ideas about how to do this. Uh, I, I just thought I'd touch on a few of them in this episode. And at the end, I'll mention some other episodes and we'll put links in the show notes where we've talked about this in the past. So some of the ways that we can learn to focus better and more intentionally on the things that really matter to us uh, is to start with awareness. I think everything always starts with becoming more aware. So And by that, in this case, I mean identify what it is that's interfering with your focus. Carson Tate, in a book called Work Simply that we've talked about in the past, she encourages us to be more aware and mindful about cultivating attentiveness and focus Uh, And she suggests starting by tracking your distractions for a few days and then evaluating what you find. Asking after you've done this for a few days, noticing on purpose when you got distracted from something you had intended to do or when you found yourself having trouble focusing or paying attention. Keep track of that. Write it down for a few days and then go back and look at it and and see if you can find some patterns there. Is there a time of day that you're more easily distracted? I know for me that's in the afternoon. I tend to get you know, I'm a little tired and and maybe I've had my lunch or maybe I'd skipped lunch because I was trying to work hard. Uh, and I've been at it for a few hours, and I start to find myself more easily distracted. Uh, ask yourself, is it easier to focus after you've exercised or maybe gone for a walk and gotten some fresh air? Or are there particular types of activities that are easier or harder to focus on? Just notice that after you've tracked this for a few days, see where the patterns are, and use that information to uh, then do the next thing, which is to adjust your environment, for instance, to support better focus. So for instance, if you realize you start to lose focus when you're hungry, maybe keep some energy-rich snacks nearby. Uh, If you're away at an office, keep something in your desk that you can grab if it's not mealtime. Keep a sweater handy if chilly office temperatures tend to distract you. Uh, If you are distracted by noises in the area. Try using a a good, well-chosen music playlist or an app like Focus at Will, or put headphones on, noise-canceling headphones that will will block those noises out. Certainly make sure your chair and your desk and all of that are ergonomically sound and you have good lighting wherever you're working because uh, physical discomfort can contribute to uh, distraction and a lack of focus. And consider whether you need to declutter your workspace and make it more clear and more conducive to focused work, less distracting because of uh, all the stuff that's right there in your line of sight when you're trying to do your work. Those are just a few things we've talked about others that, um, again, I'll link to some previous episodes that we've talked about ways to nurture more focus in our daily life and in our work. Another thing we can do to help improve our ability to focus is to develop strategies to deal with or, or even to avoid the interruptions that prevent us from focusing. Whatever the source, whether it's internal or external, interruptions interfere with our ability to pay attention and focus on accomplishing our work and our goals. And so coming up with strategies Once you've gone through that process of kind of tracking and realizing, okay, this is where some of my interruptions come from, coming up with some strategies to avoid them can make a huge difference. So for instance, if one of your uh, interruptions or common interruptions is people sticking their head in your office or calling you or stopping by or whatever uh, with requests or just to chat. Maybe consider establishing office hours, either times that you're available, that you post and make sure everybody knows, or times you're not available when you need focused attention. You know, block out uh, some period of time each day that you're not going to be available because you're going to use that time for your deep work. Um, maybe make uh, encourage people to make appointments to meet with you rather than accommodating drop-ins. Uh, maybe find another place to work when you need to focus. Or if you can, leave your phone behind and go to a conference room or a park or the library. Uh, sometimes changing location gets you away from those interruptions. So those are just a few of the things you could do. These are kind of specific to your workplace. But think about how those might apply to whatever environment you're in when you've got um interruptions to prepare for or to avoid. If the issue on the other hand is that we're avoiding tasks that we need or want to do because of perceived difficulty or overwhelm, the answer there is, or an answer there, is to find ways to make it easier or less overwhelming. So the starting point there is to cultivate the skill of breaking projects down into their smallest components. Uh, you I always think for me, because this is always an issue for me, writing projects, big writing projects, I want to finish another novel. But that's an overwhelming idea to write a novel. But I don't need to write a novel. I need to write for 15 minutes or I need to write one page or whatever. Breaking it down, whatever your project is, into the smallest possible components and then give yourself permission to do just one small thing. So write that one page or one paragraph or one sentence if that's what it takes to get you in there. Or I'm just gonna spend 10 minutes on decluttering this this drawer in my office or in my kitchen. Whatever it, it might be, give yourself permission to find the easiest way in because starting is usually the most difficult part. And if you can give yourself permission to do just one small piece of it, then you get to enjoy the satisfaction of checking that small thing off the list and start to build momentum toward accomplishing the overall project. And really, the the main thing I think most of us need to do, maybe, to improve our focus and to improve our ability to pay attention where we need to, is to nurture a new habit of attentiveness. I I really think focus is like a muscle that can be strengthened by practice. And as I mentioned earlier, our modern world seems determined to eliminate that muscle, to eliminate that skill of paying attention And so there are things that we can do on purpose to nurture that habit, to create a new habit of being able to pay attention for longer and longer periods of time. The first thing we can do, I think, is to practice single tasking, doing one thing at a time no matter what. So if if I've decided I'm going to work on X project for 15 minutes, Don't do anything else during that time. Maybe turn off all the music or the noise. Unplug the phone or, you know, turn all the alerts off and all of that. Uh, This is the only thing I'm going to pay attention to for the next 15 minutes. And practice that. And you'll get to where you can do it for longer and longer periods of time. Practice times of quiet where where you're distraction free. And I know that that can be difficult if you're in a situation, maybe you're living with several roommates or you've got small children in the house, but find the times when you can look for those 10 or 15 minute windows where you can just have quiet and be okay with not, you know, looking at your phone or or finding these other distractions. Create opportunities for undisturbed time spent on things that absorb your attention. There's several resources that I've looked at where they encourage us to find that thing that we, we enjoy so much, Or that challenges us so much, or whatever it is that it really gets our attention, we and time just sort of disappears because we're so focused on this thing we enjoy. Whether that's a, a kind of book you like to read, or a craft you enjoy doing, or maybe it happens when you're out working in your garden, or when you're on the, you know, running on the trail in the nearby park. Whatever it is, look for opportunities to to do those things when you won't be disturbed and when you can really focus your attention on it. So when you go for that run, if that's something you really enjoy that that can really um, pull you in, then do it without anything playing in your earbuds. Do it, just focus on the movement of your body and um, the, the breeze that's blowing on you or the, the feel of the sun, but be in that moment and do only that one thing for a while and practice that habit more and more in terms of getting projects done maybe trying the pomodoro technique uh, which is where you set a timer for a period of time and 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 then work focused on that one activity for until the timer goes off and then you set the timer again for a shorter period of time for a break so i think a lot of times people do something like 15 or 20 minutes of focused work time and then a 5 minute break And trying that to help build up that muscle of focused attention. Start with something really short, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and you're going to work, you're going to stay on task no matter what happens until that timer goes off. And then you give yourself a five-minute break, and then you come back at it either to continue with the, the original task or whatever the next thing on your list is. But that can really help us with Uh, strengthening that, that focus muscle. Uh, When we are working, whether we're using the Pomodoro technique or not, when we have decided I'm going to work on this task now, for those of us who can get distracted and think, oh, I was going to do this thing. Let me just get up and do that first. And we keep popping up and, and interrupting ourselves to go do something else for whatever reason. Instead of doing that, maybe you've, you've set a an, an intention to work for thirty minutes on whatever the task is, and to keep your yourself on task, maybe keep a notebook pad nearby, and just jot a quick reminder when you think of something else you need to do, and then just go right back to work. And then when it's you know when your timer goes off or whenever that work session is done, you can look at your reminders list and take care of the other things. But Practicing that I'm going to stay on task for this period of time, no matter what, uh, helps us to strengthen that muscle. Another thing we can do to nurture this habit of attentiveness and, and deal with the some of the internal disruptions that happen is to start our day or start our work day with a mind download. Spend 15 minutes or three pages of just writing down everything that's on our mind, uh, getting it down on paper so that it's not sort of wandering around our brain, interrupting us and um, distracting us from what we're trying to do. So those are a few things that came to mind as I was thinking about this that that I and you and any of us can do to help us uh, strengthen our focus muscle, get better and better at paying attention to the things that we decide we want to pay attention to. I think the ability to manage our attention, to focus on the, the right things as we've defined those for ourselves, whatever the right thing is for you, the ability to manage our attention and focus on that is, I think truly it's key to our ability to uh, li- to meaningful productivity, to making a life that really matters to us. Uh, I think our modern way of life has been proven by lots of studies and by all our experience to diminish our collective ability to focus. Focus still is a skill that can be developed and improved by cultivating awareness of when we're being distracted and then intentionality about bringing our mind back to what we've decided we want to focus on. So those are my thoughts on that. We have also talked about focus several other times uh, over the years on this podcast. You can check out episode 250, where we talked about Michael Hyatt's book, Free to Focus, in our productive reading recurring series. Episode 194 was about 10 or so ways to stay focused. So there might be some more suggestions or ideas there. Episode 173, we talked about focus in general, uh, as I believe that year, focus was my word for the year. Uh, Episode 79, I mentioned earlier, was on staying focused and paying attention. And then way back in episode 31, uh, it was titled, Focus on Building the Life You Want, All of those have more ideas and thoughts that I've had and resources that I've talked about that can help us with staying more focused and and getting our attention on the right things, on the things that really matter to us. I'll have links to those and some other resources in the show notes for the episode. But in the meantime, I'd love to know what you think. Do you struggle with focus, with staying focused on the things that matter to you? what have you found that helps? I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts with me and or with the rest of the community. You can do that in the comment section of the show notes, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 432 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place where we can share ideas and resources and uh, help, just help motivate each other. And if you're a woman who listens to this podcast and you're not yet a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, please come and join us there. You can uh, search for the Productive Woman Community in facebook and this is a a kind of a private group so it can be found but you can't see what we're talking about or who's in the group unless you join so click on the the join button and be sure and answer the there's just a couple questions there that i asked to uh, just to give me the chance to make sure that you're really serious about wanting to be a part of the group Uh, unfortunately there are as we all know people on on facebook that aren't there for the best of reasons and we want i'm very protective of the community because i want it to be a place where we all feel uh, safe and encouraged to interact with each other and and support and encourage each other so that's a great place to do that if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately i'm always happy to hear from you you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and um, I'll, i'll look forward to hearing from you Uh, That's pretty much it. Remember, for those of you who are entrepreneurial listeners of this podcast, you can sign up today for Shopify's $1 per month trial period and see if they might not be just the perfect solution to what you want to do with your business. You can do that at shopify.com slash tpw. That's all lowercase. So go to shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y, shopify.com slash T-P-W, and let me know what you think. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I hope you found something in it that encouraged you or inspired you to, to take some action. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember... Extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.